0: Good morning. Good, morning. Good morning. So we're glad you're here, worshiping with us uh, on this Sunday, August 15th. We're glad that uh, you're with us. And for those who are <clears throat> worshiping with us on Zoom, <clears throat> we thank you for being with us as well. Uh, a couple of reminders, uh, please lock your vehicles. Uh, last week during our service, we had two Uh, cars broken into, and then we had a couple of other cars broken into, uh, during, in the neighborhood. Um, they weren't, they only went into cars that were unlocked. And the only thing, nothing was really stolen. They were just looking, I guess what the police were saying is from loose change or whatever. So be careful, keep your cars locked. Uh, Yeah. And they did that during the worship service. So, um, Were you sending someone out to make sure we had enough money for the budget? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm kidding. Just kidding. I'm going to pay for that one later. So uh, Wednesday prayer study this week at 6.30. Um, Again, if you need help with faith life, uh, please let Lisa know. Uh, Coffee Shop Theology, uh, Tuesdays at 9. Uh, Reserve the date. Uh, On Sunday the 12th at 4 o'clock, we're hosting a potluck uh, picnic on the church lawn. Uh, We're going to be asking uh, our guests from Palmview and Interfaith Manor to join us, uh, and there will be games planned, so uh, please be signing up for that. Uh, There's going to be a uh, sign-up on the bulletin board, um, and so please sign up by August, August 7th. A, September seventh, thank you. I'm just said September seventh. I said August. It it's it's hard when you have a birthday and then suddenly get older. Um, by the way, uh, it's still not too late to get me a birthday gift. Kathy's in the nursing uh, in the nursery, so you know she can't hear me. Oh, okay. Yep, she could. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, Stepping out in service, um, the project for our middle school teachers uh, and other staff. So uh, that deadline to donate items is August 29th. Are there any other announcements? Okay, so the pink slip, uh, to be on the church directory, uh, give it to... um, Jenny, that's your name, yes. Um, and I did put some more in your box, so, okay, so please give them to Jenny. You can put them in the church office, and I will get them into your mailbox and is today? Like I said, today it's it. Any other announcements? Yes. Yes, and um, we, are, we have a goal for our group of $500, so um, help, help us out uh, because it goes to a worthy cause. Uh, it, is, it is a godsend to me to have, you know, when people are in need, that's where I send them uh, because they have the tools and the resources. Any others? Well, now we have um, something special Uh, We have a dedication service. So I'm going to ask Andrew and Carolyn to come up. We're going to have you stand here. A little bit closer to me. I'm not going to bite. Oh, started talking. He's already asleep. Okay. Today, uh, we are here to dedicate Robert Michael Minear. Um, and so, hear these words. God sees children as important, so do these parents before us. Psalm 127.3 says, Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Some gifts have strings attached. Some do not. In this case, God's gift to you does have some strings attached. Since God has given you the precious gift of this child, He has also given you an awesome responsibility. God has given you the responsibility to train your child in the ways of God, to be an example of Christian living, both inside and outside the home. Provide for, protect, and nurture your child. Make them a part of your family, sharing with them your love, your time, and your life. Teach them to love the same Jesus that you love and to serve and obey and honor him with all their heart. You are not alone in this responsibility. God, your Heavenly Father, is always with you to provide you with the strength, encouragement, love, and wisdom you need. All you have to do is to go to him and he will provide all that you need. This morning, we're not dedicating the child as much as we are dedicating the parents. By coming up here this morning, you as parents are publicly saying that you will raise this child in a Christ-honoring home and are asking God's blessing upon your life and his little life as Christian parents. So listen to these questions. Remember, as you answer these questions, you're, not making the promise, you're making promises to God, not to me, not to your child, but to God. If you're willing to commit your child to this and to dedicate yourself to raising them in God's strength for his honor and for his glory, then reply, I do, or we do, to the following promises. Do you recognize your ch- child as a gift of God and give God thanks for blessing your life with this, his gift? If so, answer, we do. We do Do you then dedicate your child to the Lord who gave you your child? If so, answer, we do. we do. Do you pledge as Christian parents that you will bring up your child in a Christian home looking to... God, for wisdom, strength, and guidance? If so, answer, we do. we do. Do you promise to give your child every possible benefit of home, school, and church? If so, answer, we do. we do. Do you promise to pray for your child on a regular basis, realizing that it is only with God's hand upon their life that they can be truly blessed? If so, answer, we do. We do. do you ask God's blessing upon your life of your child, to guide, guard, and direct him all through his years. If so, answer, we do. we do. If your heart was in these promises, then you have dedicated yourself to raising a child that God will use for his kingdom. And I have a letter that I will give to you, Mom, that someday you're going to let him read. And to... As he reads it, let him know that what we've done here today. This is what it reads, in case you're wondering. Dear Robert, on this date, your parents came before me in the presence of your church family here at First Evangelical Church, Congregational Church to to dedicate themselves and to you to the Lord whom they worship and serve. They recognize you as a gift from God and give thanks to him for bringing you into their lives. They promise to train you in the things of God, looking to him for divine guidance, wisdom, and strength. They ask God to bless your life, and to make you a blessing to others as you allow the Holy Spirit to fill you with his power. As your church family, we have promised to encourage your parents as they grow in faith, to always be there for you when you need help in the living in living the Christian life that God has planned for you. Although you will not remember this day, I pray that we will always remember the vows we have made to God on your behalf. May you grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ and grow up to live a life pleasing to the Lord, grace and peace, Reverend Charles A. Walker. Congregation, it is our duty and privilege as a congregation to receive this child and to the care of this church, and to minister to Robert's welfare in every way possible. It is our responsibility to assist the parents in fulfilling the commitments made here today. As a congregation, you too shall have a part in the spiritual growth of of this family. They will need your prayer support to assist in Bible teaching, for sharing in the gospel, and sharing in the fellowship of believers, to provide opportunities, facilities, and personnel through which both parents and child can enter into fullness of Christian experience and expression. Will you, as members of this congregation, promise to do all in your power to show this child true godliness by kind words and loving deeds? Will you undertake to provide facilities and opportunities for Christian training and fellowship? And will you assist the parents in bringing the child into a personal commitment of life to Christ? If so, answer, we will. Let us pray. Almighty God, bless these parents who have dedicated themselves to the task of bringing up your child to seek and to know Christ. Grant them wisdom and power, love and compassion, tenderness and firmness as together they strive to fulfill the vows made this day before you and this congregation grant that the people of this congregation who have agreed to assist in training this child may always be may always with openness welcome every opportunity to share in the fulfilling of this awesome responsibility may this congregation continue to provide a loving atmosphere the biblical teaching and the spiritual unity in which the family can grow. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Okay, hold on. I need to... Okay, let's see if he's going to do this. Come here. Come here, little guy. Okay. Uh-oh. Okay, well, give me that. Hey, come on yeah there you go okay I just want uh oh okay I'm just going to let you look quickly over there see all these people they're, they're, they're saying that they're going to take care of you and they're going to raise you up and that means to your parents as well are you okay with that? I think he gave us a little present. Here, I'm just going to move this on to you. There you go. Amen? Okay. Thank you. I don't know what it is about babies and them wanting to give me presents. I'm not sure. Yeah, he likes me. I'm going to spell this all day, but this is what, this is what being a pastor is all about. Um, at this time, would you please stand with me as we, for the call to worship. This is from Psalm 100, verse 5. For the Lord is good, his unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation.
1: I've searched the world, but it couldn't fill me, and men's empty praise and treasures of faith are never enough. Then you came along. now satisfied here in
0: Seated. And as we go to this time of prayer, are there prayer concerns that you have? Any prayer concerns? Ray? Hey. Adam, uh, over here. Ray. Continue to pray for Georgine. Um, they're treating basically the pain at this uh, time, and they still haven't really found the cause of it. There's a lot of tests that they would like to do that she can't take because of dye and... Uh, It's not compatible with her kidney situation. So if you will, uh, remember her in your prayers. Thank you. Okay. We will continue to pray for Ray and Georgine. Any others? Okay.
1: Okay. Um, My grandfather is getting a shot on Tuesday into his shoulders to help with some pain, so um, we're just asking that that helps.
0: Okay, we'll bring for your grandfather and over here to Sharon. Yeah, please keep Christine Rupert in your prayers. Um, She's called me the other day, and they still haven't found a place for her, and she's um, in a lot of pain, so. Okay. We will continue to pray for Christine. Uh, I know the rehab places are full, but she needs to get rehab kind of quickly. Any, oh, Jean? Yeah, for Gary and Brenda. Gary will Hyde, who had pneumonia, was in the hospital, and re- is recovering from that. Okay, we're praying for Gary, who's home from the hospital, but he's still on oxygen and praying for Brenda, taking care of him. Yes, Joyce? I just want to thank everyone for the prayers, the cards, the phone calls, and whatever. Uh, Max is still about the same, a little more banged up after his fall, but we'll get through this. Thank you. Well, we're praying for Max, and we're praying for you as well. Any one down front? Jeff. Oh, Sorry. Don't touch it.
2: So, uh, yeah, so we'll do the birthday wishes. Uh, obviously, Pastor Charles, happy birthday. Oh, thank um, you. Also, uh, yesterday was my sister's birthday who's not here because they just got back from the beach late last night. And um, I believe it's Pastor Rob's birthday today as well. Yeah. Today? Yep. Uh, So um, birthday wishes to Pastor Rob. And then anyone else who has a birthday in August, happy birthday. Uh, Okay. (laughs) um, And then uh, a prayer request uh, coming up soon since it is August. That means school starting soon. Um, I think... Curtis and Maya start at the end of August, but then my two kids, they start actually this week. So prayers for all the kids going back. We don't, you know, COVID protocol, we're not sure how that's going to work out. Prayers for all the teachers and, of course, the parents too. Thank
0: you. Yes, we need to pray for our students and teachers and administration staff and Because it will change at least three or four times before school actually opens. So let's keep them in prayer. Um, Any other prayer concerns? Uh, Keep Kathy in in your prayers. Um, She's going for the heart catheterization uh, Sunday. I mean, not Sunday, Friday. And then the surgery is scheduled for August 25th. So for those who don't know, uh, Kathy will be having uh, either open heart surgery or they may do a less evasive way, but we don't know until uh, the 25th. So just keep Kathy and myself in prayer. So with that, let us go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, there is so much going on in this world today. So much uncertainty. But Lord, you keep telling us that you are in charge. And Lord, when we look upon Christ, we know. But Lord, so many times we look away from you. And we look at things going on in the news and we start to panic. But you've asked us to trust you. And Lord, on this day we do. So, Lord, we do lift up those um, impacted by the earthquake in Haiti. We pray for peace in Afghanistan. Lord, it's very hard to pray for those who do evil, but, Lord, you sent your Son to die for all of us. So, Lord, I can pray that for the whole world to come to know you, I pray for the Holy Spirit to waken the hearts. I pray for all to come to know you so that they would know peace. Lord, I pray for those that we have mentioned today, those who are still in pain, those that are still hurting. Lord, we pray that you would give the doctors and nurses wisdom and guidance. We pray for the care workers that are working with them whether it's a spouse or someone brought in lord we pray for that caring lord we thank you for birthdays anniversaries we'll lift up those who will be going back to school lord We ask for your protection, for your guidance, for your wisdom. So, Lord, hear our prayer. But in all of this, Lord, we pray for your will to be done. So help us to trust you in the days ahead. We pray this in Christ's most holy name. Amen. Is it okay? Now we're on. Our scripture is from two books today, from the Gospels, John and Matthew. I'll be reading John first, verse fourteen, verses thirteen through fourteen. You can ask for anything in my name, and I will do it, so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. And in Matthew 7 7 through 11, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep seeking and you will find. Keep knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks the door will be open. Your parents, if your child asks for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? So today, as we are wrapping up how to Pray Sermon Series, this is the fourth, uh, the fourth one. And in the first sermon, we talked about the Lord's Prayer, how we use that and use it as a guide. And in the second one, we talked about get going off and finding a place just for your own for, for that, so that you can have your time with God. And then last week, we talked about how you continue to pray. It's not just one and done. You continue to include God in your daily life. And today, we, the hardest ones is when we have the unanswered prayer and the persistence in that. In John 14, Jesus is giving a broad invitation to us to pray and to ask our request in his name. Now, when we pray in Jesus' name, it's not some magical phrase. It's not something that you can wish for. It's not like open sesame or ibercadabra. What it is is that we're praying for God's will in this. We're asking that authority to come in and ask God to answer our prayers. Praying in Jesus' names means praying according to the nature, character, and will of God. If we're praying in God's name, then, or praying in Jesus' name, we're praying that the things that we're asking for will actually honor and glorify God. I was, I was looking in the, one of the commentaries, and I used the uh, New International um, Guide to uh, the New Testament. And in it, it made me think of something. We, we usually say, when, when I hear this about asking and, it, and we would receive it, I read this, and, and I read it again, and, I, and, and it made me think for the first time that if we were asking for whatever we want for God, it actually is meaning, if you're going to ask God for this, or ask in my name, ask if I were asking. Basically, it's saying, what would Jesus ask for? What would, what would Jesus ask for? For God, what, what would God, what would Jesus ask? Now, when I look at that, then I'm realizing if I'm praying selfish prayers, how can God answer those? How many of us have prayed, God, if, if I only had a million dollars, look at the things I could do. And sometimes he'll, he always says, look at the trouble you could get into. Sometimes those unanswered prayers have nothing to do with God. It's all selfishness. Sometimes we pray, God, smite my enemies. I actually, actually, actually had to confess this to the Sunday school uh, class today when I hear the Taliban doing all of this, I, I immediately go, Christ, strike them down. They're, they're doing evil. And what came back to me today was Jesus saying, but I died for them, just as I died for you. And I argue with God, but God, they're evil. And God says, I'm in control. The hardest thing for me this morning was to think that God sent his son to die for the Taliban, to die for the evil. But understand what John tells us. God died for the whole world. He died for our sins and their sins. I'm not saying we don't defend against evil, but I'm also saying that we also have to pray for those who persecute us. How will, God's, how will God's name be glorified? Lord, I would like a house to be like the ones that they have. How many times have we compared ourselves to others? Every time um, someone gets a truck, I get kind of envious. Because, you know, I would look good in a truck just saying something red something dark blue you know my birthday is still there if you want to like no and please do not send me a matchbox car i've got i've got my camaro and i've got a mustang about this size okay so i do not need a pickup truck actually i do have one never mind and i play with them in my office but that's another story But I often say, God, why can't I have a truck? And and God goes, what can you move? You have a bad back. And I said, but I would look good in the truck. But God doesn't answer those. Now, if I'm saying, God, I need something to have so I could move people, maybe having something there to help people out, Maybe that would be granted if I do it for his name and actually give him the glory. We have to realize that what Jesus wants us to do is to make him known, to accomplish what he has in our hearts to do. What are we going to do for the kingdom? When Jesus prayed to God, he would go away, but he would pray for strength. He would pray for guidance. He would pray for wisdom. The things that he was going through, he didn't pray for himself. Sometimes, I'm very grateful for unanswered prayers. There was a, how many of you like country music? There better be more than just a handful. Okay, we're going to start playing country on a regular basis here. In fact, the song, song, Carolyn, that you sang, the last one, I pictured um, Alan um, Jackson singing that that little twang, uh, it just needed a little bit of a twang in that song. Never <laughs> Maybe a banjo and a fiddle. Yeah. Anyway. But Garth Brooks has a song that says Unanswered Prayer, and one of the prayers in that he was doing was praying that his girlfriend in high school, that somehow that would continue on, but it became unanswered because now he finds found his wife, according to the song. And he was thankful that years later when his high school flame and them came together, that they had changed. And he was grateful that God didn't answer that prayer because he had found his wife. Sometimes we ask, God, please help me with our financial needs. God, I just need a little bit more. But are we not trusting Him? We, Ron and I, talked a little bit about financial loss. When when I lost, uh, when we lost a lot of money in two thousand eight, I was kind of concerned. Well, what are we going to do? And God goes, "That was money that you had away. You, you still are." surviving now aren't you and I had to actually admit to God yes you've provided everything that I need but what about my wants again it's going back to being selfish we sometimes say well God if I just had money in the bank there was a story of a, of a woman who, who told her children you know I have $10,000 in the bank and so all this time they were struggling. Don't worry, I have $10,000 in the bank to fall back on. And so the children, one by one, graduated, move on, had a family. And they finally said, Mom, we're okay now. You can take that $10,000 and do whatever you want because we're Okay. And the mom said, there was never $10,000 in that bank. I just needed you to have that hope. Do you understand that? That it doesn't matter what you have in the bank. We have our hope founded in Christ. That he would provide the needs that we need today. Not our wants. And then there are times that we're persistent. Persistent. There are times that we have to pray and to pray not just so that we get what we want but it helps us to encourage us to keep praying. Sometimes God doesn't answer our prayers on our time. Doesn't that just drive you crazy? And then when God does then we're like, hold it. We didn't ask for that. And I shared that with you. I prayed, Kathy and I prayed for two years. Okay, God, you need to give us an answer. We know that she needs her heart valve replaced. We need it where I want you to tell us now. We went in the doctor's office and he told us, this is when it's going. And I'm like, that's too soon. Lord, could you just wait a little bit longer? We ask. We ask for prayer. And God says, okay, I've I've answered it. This is when it's going to happen. You couldn't put it off for another two years. I don't know. We asked for you to do it, and now you do it, and now we want to put it off. This is why God gets upset with us because sometimes we don't know what we're asking for. This is part of the persistence. We're praying, and sometimes God won't answer so that we correct what we're actually praying for. Strengthen our faith. The kingdom of God is not ruled by a dictator. When we're praying, we, we don't want to just say, God, please do this, and, and it's not God that forces us to do something, but he does guide us through the power of the Holy Spirit. There is someone who actually does manipulate us and deceives us. That is Satan. God's nature is to influence us by drawing us in, inviting us, wooing us into his will as humans. In the book of Acts, Stephen declared, You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in hearts and ears, you resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did, so do you. Sometimes it is those things in our lives that we have to let go of. There are times where Satan will use our little knowledge of Scripture and twist it. We have to understand and listen to the Holy Spirit. And then we have to know that it's not our time, but God's. In Sunday school today, we talked about Being careful not to forget what you went through, the suffering that we had gone through. Because, you know, sometimes we're going to go through the same stuff. Understand the martyrs that died. They asked God for justice. It will be fulfilled. But it wasn't in their time, it will be in God's time. But in that waiting period are we looking to God? In the storm that we are going through are we taking our eyes off God and looking at something different? Looking at the storm. We need to be persistent. We need to understand that there are going to be unanswered prayers. That gives us another reason to trust him with everything that we have. Let us pray. Gracious Lord. As we pray to you. Lord we need to get in touch with you. We need, actually need to know who you are. We need to trust you. Help us to pray for your will. To actually let you do what you need to do for your kingdom and then help us to come alongside you. So Lord, guide us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. In our response and reflection, we have to keep asking, keep seeking, and keep knocking. But this time we have to do it a little bit different. As we keep seeking, as we keep asking, as we keep knocking, are we actually doing it, what God is asking? How would Jesus pray? Would he, if he's asking... If he's seeking, if he's knocking, if Christ is doing that, then we need to be doing the same thing in his name, not in our name. So this makes it a little bit more interesting. If we're going to <clears throat> keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking, we're praying for Christ's will, and we're praying as Christ would pray. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, your love does endure forever. And so Lord, on this day, help us to pray as Jesus would pray. Help us to be like Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can serve you in all that we do. In Christ's most holy name we pray. Amen. pray. Gracious Lord, we thank you for children. On this day, as we dedicated Robert, we dedicate all of our children and our youth, and that we dedicate one another to you. So help us to be there for one another, to spur one another on in good deeds. And Lord, help us to seek you in all things. In Christ's name we pray, and all of God's children said, Amen.